The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The horses are at the gate. And they're off! Welcome to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. With the weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, Ed Meyer. And good evening and welcome to Winning Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer. And thank you for taking time to join us each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, as we talk about the sport of kings. Plenty of sporting action this time of year. It never gets dull all year round. We got football, watching that, flipping between TVG and football. Now what more could a man and or woman ask for than that kind of action? But Winning Ponies is still rolling down the road and picking up steam. $11.3 million and counting in 2009. We got a couple weeks left. Now I'm projecting. Now I, I, I may have... We'd have waddled here. I'm going to say 12-2. 12.2 because I have confidence in the Winning Ponies system here. The data is very good. I'd like to invite you to investigate for yourself. Just don't listen to me. Investigate for yourself because that's how I actually stumbled upon it. Investigate the site for yourself and give us some feedback. Let us know what you're thinking because that is how we get better and we serve you better. One, it's easy to use. From the novice to the professional, I think you're going to find it Really easy and fun to use. Multi-track predictions. That means we're just not tied down to New York, California, Florida. You'll get it from Arapahoe to Zia Park. A to Z, soup to nuts, multi-track predictions from winning ponies. Not being tied down to one oval is definitely a bonus. It's economical. And I've used this before, and we're just going to say Turfway Park tonight. Now, they're running, so you get out of work a little late. There's ten races, but you're only going to catch the later five, and you download Winning Ponies for Turfway Park. Well, well, well. You're not going to get charged for the whole card. You're only going to get charged for the races that are actually left. It is $0.75 per winning credit, winning credit per race. You're multiplied times five. Now, some systems would actually charge you for the entire day's events, they would charge you the same. We'll say I've seen some of them be 20 and 25, $50. They'll charge you the same for the last four races as they would before the very first post, but not winning ponies. They only charge you for what you use. It's economical. You use it when you want to use it. You are not beholden to actually pick it up and make use of it or it will expire. Fully expanded PPs, just like in a program or the daily racing form or whatever method you have used in the past, Winning Ponies has that as well. My favorite. I will say this until my hair is completely gray. Change of track conditions tab so Mother Nature cannot fool you. It was a fast track today when I woke up, but I got to the track, and now it is muddy. Here I am stuck. But before I go, I downloaded. All I needed to do was change a tab, 
and change the track condition gives me a different set of predictions because it takes the weather into account if you want it to. And vice versa, if it goes to muddy, Mother Nature makes it beautiful and sunny and windy out there, and it goes to fast, you can change it around. No other sheets do that. So those are just some of the tidbits there. I, I say check it out for yourself. Listen to me, but check it out for yourself. That is how I stumbled upon it, some of the main things that I really like, and I think you will as well. What is on the docket for tonight? We're going to do a little recap of last week's races. Got a few of those. Got a bevy of them. Looking at them right here, and there is just a bevy of these devils. Joining us as our special guest tonight is two-time Kentucky Derby winner and regular rider of Rachel Alexandra, Mr. Calvin Burrell. One sure not to miss. I think line of the year goes to Ray Pollock. It said, quote, the last line in his story was, if you don't like Calvin Burrell, you don't like people. Looking forward to chatting with Calvin. Heard he's a blue-collar regular guy, and I cannot wait. Then we got some news from the world of racing. And then finally, we wrap it up with final furlong handicapping from yours truly. We're also going to be doing a fairgrounds all-stakes pick four. That's right, Louisiana Champions Day rained out a little bit, so we're going to continue it on Saturday. But we'll just jump right in, and we're going to talk about some recap of last week's races. Go to Aqueduct, race number one. Winner, the eight, Meese Rocks, Jorge Chavez in the Irish Fan, 21-40. Very nice indeed. The reason I'm running across these, because if you go back, you're going to hear many of these that were actually given out on the Winning Ponies program here. So we're awfully proud, and we just hope you made some money of that. As I hear we got Calvin on board, we're going to be getting to him here in a couple minutes. Really been looking forward to this all week. But let me fly through these right now. Aqueduct race number two from last Saturday. Winner number six, Wall Street Wonder, Johnny Velasquez in the iron. Paying a whopping 1240 to win for John Terranova. We gave that one out. We're very proud of him. We hope you were aboard. Race number three from Aqueduct last week gave this one out as well. The seven, Life at 10, David Cohen aboard, 1020 to win for Todd Pletcher. David Cohen, nice little rider indeed. It's not his first day at the track, trust you me. Fourth race at Aqueduct last week. The winner, number 13, correct me if I'm wrong here, Say Sweet Ton Pair. John Velasquez in the air, winning by seven and a quarter lengths, paying 10.40 for George Weaver. Race number five at the Big A last week takes us to the nine. Wheaton home, David Cohen. I know we gave this one out. Wins by three lengths, paying 14.80 for Cody Autry. This guy can flat out bring him ready to the paddock. Race number six at the Big A last week. Winner number 2,000 excuses. That's what my dad told me as a kid I had. Hopefully, I didn't on this day because I actually gave it out. Jorge Chavez winning by four and a quarter lengths, paying twelve eighty for Mike Maker, Kentucky trainer, takes his tack on the road, and he can get it done. New York, California, Hong Kong, you name it, he gets it done. Seventh race at Aqueduct, winner number three, Reflect Times, Alex Bassono paying forty five sixty. Race number eight at the Big A, the Queens County Handicap, a grade three event. Mile and three-sixteenths on the inner track. The winner, number six, Rodman. Javier Castellano aboard, winning by five and three parts of a link pain. Eight dollars a win for Michael Sean. Rounding out the day, race number nine at the Big A. And the winner is number eight, Charing Cross with Angel Serpa between the ears, winning by three-quarters of a link, paying seventeen eighty to win for Leah. Giarmati, who was once upon a time a jockey herself, 
down at Fairgrounds, they had uh, they had a little bit of rain, and Calvin can touch on that because he is from Louisiana. He is living in Kentucky, and he will give us maybe a little bit of insight because I believe there is a mount with his name on it. But that is a quick recap of last week there. We got a big weekend in store here, and it's mainly in Louisiana. You know, it's really, it had my antenna up last weekend. It was really a shame that Mother Nature just kind of uh, boot on our parade, but you know what? It happens, and we're just going to actually pick it up, and things are going to be happening this week down at the Big Easy, and uh, who knows, maybe Calvin can even shed a little bit of light on, uh, you know, things to look for, things you uh, you want to stay away from, and uh, trust you me, there's some guys that the list is too long to mention that can actually just flat out get it done down there. Going to talk about some recent biggins. Now, these are predictions that Winning Ponies has actually picked out, and what we're doing is we're not bragging. We're just hoping you are aboard. We're going to go to, on December 17th, Golden Gate races four through six, a pick three, $2,300 and 80 cents. Very nice indeed. Calder races one through four, a pick four, $2,057 even. Golden Gate races three through five, a pick three, one thousand nine eighty nine eighty Wednesday, December sixteenth. Topping the board was Beulah Park, Little Beulah in Columbus, Ohio. Race number seven, a Superfecta, one thousand one fifty four even. Back to Tuesday, December fifteenth, seventeen total biggins. Beulah Park once again tops the board. Race number one, a Superfecta key, three thousand five fifty five forty four eighty. Hope you left that a uh, little bit for the clerk there before you left off there. Monday, December 14th, 22 total biggins, Mountaineer Park. We're going to be closing in January and February, so more horses are going to be coming down the Kentucky Way. Hopefully that will be helping Beulah Park and Turfway as they close. Mountaineer Park, race number five, a Superfecta box, paying 1312.20. And then Sunday, December 13th, 61 total biggins, Sam Houston, race number eight, a Superfecta key. Listen to this one, $12,775.40. Ooh, that would pay for Christmas, now wouldn't it? Saturday, December 12th, 75 total biggins. Hawthorne from Chicago, race number eight, Superfecta, 3995.40. And then I'm going to touch on Friday, December 11th, 85 total biggins. Love this one here. Turfway Park, race number four, a Superfecta key, $21,361.00. And 20 cents, some incredible numbers there. And, you know, it, it just doesn't stop there with winning ponies. Actually, you need to check out and take a look at the site. Even if you're just new to the game, I don't think you can really go wrong because there's, there's information. We have some cool stories. And, I mean, some, some interesting stories about racing, the characters, the people, uh, the, the riders, the trainers, the, the people that actually make the game so lively and exciting, the everyday people that I've come across in uh, my 20-some-odd years of working at the racetrack. I've actually had the blessing of working at Turfway Park and River Downs, one smaller track, one bigger track in Kentucky, and uh, actually uh, met Mr. Burrell as he was on his way back from the paddock from the uh, winter circle, and uh, he was signing autographs, and that was uh, a ways back, but uh, spoke to him, and uh, he was a nice guy then, and he's a nice guy now, and I think you're going to definitely enjoy hearing what he has to say as, you know, as, as we try to recap and we try to talk about a great man's career, one of the blue-collar good guys of the racing world. 
Well, it is time to head out to our first break. When we return, we're going to be going to our second segment, and that is where we have our special guest of the week. This week is no different, but you're only going to hear it if you stay tuned for more Winning Ponies. And I buy the bar, double round the crown, and everybody's getting down in this town. Ain't never gonna be... Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. And they're off. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of Horstradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, for the Money Answers Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports you're tuned in to winning ponies with your host ed meyer got a tip for us need a tip from us if you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. And welcome back to Winning Ponies. I'm your host, Ed Meyer. It is our second segment, and this is where Winning Ponies is honored and pleased to have on our special guest of the week, this week is no different. Tonight, we are lucky enough, we have on two-time Kentucky Derby winning rider and regular call rider aboard Rachel Alexandra and one of the greatest ambassadors racing could ever ask for, Mr. Calvin Burrell. Calvin, how are you? Oh, doing good, doing good. Sitting down watching Thank TV, watching a little off-track racing right now, getting ready to go to New Orleans tomorrow. You've got a busy weekend. I was. They've got a heck of a car down in Louisiana, don't they? 
Yes, sir. Um, they canceled last week the, you know, the Jack, the Louisiana, you know, Champions Day, and I think they got a couple of races in Saturday in there. And um, I'm riding like three or four for my brother and a couple of others, and uh, go down there and maybe get lucky. Uh, we just got back from Japan, got lucky there, and uh, maybe we'll keep going. <laughs> I was going to ask you, how was Japan for you? Did you like the food? It, Yes, sir. It was unbelievable. You wouldn't imagine. It was a class act. I mean, it treated us good, and the horse I went to ride wins, so that that was even better. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, you couldn't act for a better place or, you know, place to live, and I mean, uh, it was unbelievable. Me and my wife had the best time in our life, i tell you the truth. Well, congratulations to you and yours. And, uh, you know, I've read a lot about Japan racing, and, and I kept up only by reading. I, I could only imagine, but, you know, I was really happy to see. I spoke to your uh, your agent, Jerry Hissam, and he said you were in Japan. I've tried uh, feverishly to try to get you on a couple times, and I'm sure glad that you finally uh, were available this evening. Calvin, you're, you're, you're a special guest of the week. If I may, uh, you were born in Louisiana and currently live in Louisville, Kentucky. How did a young man from St. Martin Parish find his way into racing? Well, the family. You know, my mom and dad, they, they had horses, and my, all my brothers trained, and uh, one of them stuck with it. You know, my other brother, he rode for about eight years. And uh, when I first started riding, we had about 60 head of horses. You know, he was training, and uh, that helped me a lot in my career, you know, and uh if I was going to make it, you know, with him, uh, you know, it was going to either make it or break it, you know, and uh, he knew I wanted to ride and wanted to win, you know, and kept me straight and kept me off drugs and just, you know, kept me in the right direction, you know, he didn't give me no time to play around and um, if I wanted to be a rider because he had been been there and done it, you know, and uh, it, it was his way to the doorway, you know. Historically, Louisiana has been the greatest place in the country. There's been some super names that we could just go on from today until tomorrow that, that have actually come out of Louisiana. So you cut your teeth actually riding on the Bush League circuit. Yes, sir, yeah. You know, we started early. You know, I was I was about eight years old when I first started, you know, riding in the bush tracks, uh, riding quarter horses and thoroughbreds, you know, mix. And, uh, and it helped along, you know, I, I mean, my mom and dad was was a big, you know, big help in my life. I mean, they knew that's what I wanted. Uh, you know, I wasn't going to be a doctor, a lawyer, or anything like that. And I, was, <laughs> I wanted to ride. And, uh, you know, my dream was to win the Kentucky Derby. And uh, I was the man to do it. And I, I had it in my mind that I was going to do it one day, you know. And I sure didn't dream I'd do it twice. And, uh, you know, and a horse like Rachel Alexander, I mean, it, it's just unbelievable. And, uh, you know, I just got to... Thank the good Lord. You know, he's been with me all the way along. I've been very safe. Uh, a lot of hard work, but uh, we did good. You've done very well, and did good means it's over. You're far from over, young man. And and I wanted to say, yes, it is a blessing to have you in the sport. You're one of the greatest ambassadors and one of the greatest blue-collar people. I remember years ago you were riding at Turfway Park, and I approached you, and you, you were just one of the most approachable people, and, and you just yacked and talked with me uh, like like we'd known each other. I worked there for years, and uh, you, it was a pleasure getting to meet you then. Calvin, a good friend of mine took a shot of you 
actually down at, as you won the Kentucky Derby, you were tossing a rose to the sky. His name is John Englehart, and he's a great photographer, and he's got a great yeah. shot of you tossing a rose to the sky. I noticed after some great victories, the Kentucky Derby coming first and foremost to my mind, you look to the sky and you have a, an emotional tone in your voice. It, it looked like you were laughing in some, crying in others. Can you explain about the emotion there after that victory? Uh, you know, I mean, I, I done did it once, you know, but uh, it's been a long ride, and I, I just wish my mom and dad was there, you know, to see what I accomplished in my life, you know. Uh, like I said, you know, I only went to the eighth grade, but, you know, it's uh, it, if you put something in your head, you know, and work hard enough, and, and that's what you want in your career, you know, to kids and stuff like that, you can get it done, you know. I mean, uh, there's no such thing, you know, you have to be, you know, got to go do this and do that, I mean, get a degree if you if you put something in your head you can get it done you know and i i was i i was happy and but very disappointed because they wasn't here to see what i accomplished in my life you know which i know they're watching up above but i, I just wish they were there to see you know and it it, it hurts me sometimes you know but uh, like my brother always told me he said don't worry about it son they're watching you know and it, it it's hard. It's very hard, you know, because uh, my dad knew I was a good rider. You know, he said, son, you're the best. You know, he said, uh, you have no fear and, and, and you know, just your head and your heart that you have. And like he told me, you know, don't ever change and just keep, you know, keep your head on your shoulder. You know, you, you, everybody puts on their pants the same way. That's all I ask you. Just don't ever change in, in your career and you'll make a good career in your life. And, in fact, you have, and, and trust you me, uh, my belief, and I believe uh, yours is the same, and, and I'll say that they're, they're, they're looking down on you with a good Lord, and they're very proud of the man that you are and, and what you've done in this great sport of racing. Calvin, I don't think there's only one man that can actually describe it. The first Saturday in May, a huge day for you as you got in mind that bird to victory. Describe what were you feeling as your mount was coming around that final turn? Uh, I tell you what, at the 3 a pole, you know, it was just a, when I got at the 3A pole, it was just a matter of how far I'd win, you know, because I had so much pony under me at that time, which I never dreamed I'd have that much pony on me, under me at that time. And, you know, riding for so many years and everything, and uh, uh, it, it, it was just crazy. I mean, I, if I could have, I mean, at the 3A pole, <laughs> if I could have run to the window or told somebody, go bed, I would have told him because it was, you know, not him winning. It was just a matter of how far he was going to win, you know, and because I felt he felt like a bomb under me, you know, and like Chip, you know, told me all along, you know, for the three weeks I was getting on the coat, you know, Calvin, believe what I, he used to get on him and he broke his leg, you know, he said, I'm telling you, this coat has a turn of foot you wouldn't believe, and I got to work in him. And, you know, I could see what he, he meant, you know. And then they scratched the favor that morning. And it really got, you know, went to, everything kind of changed, the whole atmosphere. And, uh, matter of fact, I even called my wife after that and told her to bring my suit. You know, I said, and she said, well, for what? <laughs> she said, Are you I said, no, baby, I'll tell you what, just go get a shot. If, if I can get him to relax, you know, the first half a mile like I want him to, He'll out finish these horses, and you know I watch all the reruns of the races and everything of other horses, you know, and all that stuff. And uh, and me and my little nephew, he's my valet, and we sat down and watch and watch, and 
you know, he had the best turn of foot in the race, and uh, he was way, way, way under, underestimated, you know, at that time. I was sitting with two other people, and actually tears came to all of our eyes as the, the hair stood up on our arms. Actually, we, 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 we never doubted your ability for Calvin to ever be a winner because you'd already accomplished this feat with street sense and, and not only shocked the world, but you showed the world what a tremendously talented rider you are. But to do it with mind that bird and you're staying right where you normally stayed for most of the race and coming down the lane, it was just indescribable to watch you make your way to the winner's circle in the Kentucky Derby. But in addition to mind that bird, you've also had another nice mount. You've been aboard three-year-old filly and horse of the year candidate Rachel Alexandra is there any words that describes this gal no sir I mean she's unbelievable she's she like I like I told them from the first time she's the best horse I've ever been on you know and believe me I've been on some good horses and most probably better horses you know when they were two-year-old but they never got to make it there like she did you know and when I started riding her and everything, and I told Jerry, you know, I told my agent, I said, Jerry, whatever we do, we can't lose her. I mean, I think she's, you know, uh, the next, you know, the next crisis. I mean, uh, because she was, she's a horse, you know, she got, she's kind of versatile. And I never got under her yet, you know. I mean, I never really had to ax her, and I don't know how to say it, but I think if a horse, you know, a horse would eyeball her, she's, she just, you know, she'll kill another horse before you get get by her, and she just got the determination to win, and you wouldn't imagine, sir. I mean, it's a uh, it's a different class of horses when you sit on one like her and another horse, you know. And I and believe me, you, I rode some good horses in my life, but she she jumps so far, and people don't realize it. That's what makes her what she is. And that is why she's on her way for Horse of the Year candidate possibilities. And I know in your heart, I, I can't say bias because there's only one guy on earth that would actually know. And I think you've described it uh, so eloquently that uh, what, what, a, what a grace in motion she is and just how she hops and strides. And I know you haven't gotten to the bottom of Rachel, but just to kind of recap it a little bit, 20-length victory in the Oaks, two grade one victories against three-year-old males in the Preakness and the Haskell, and a grade one against older males. I have to ask you, if you had your one vote, would she? I mean, you've seen Zenyatta run. Would she be horse of the year? I, you know, I, I, I can't, I can't say that because, you know, I mean, my Philly, she, she's just a three-year-old, you know, and she's beat the best. I mean, she beat old horses, you know, and everything. And Zenyatta, you know, she's never, she never accomplished. She's an old mare, you know. She, she, she's doing it now. But what Rachel would do it when she's five or six years old, you know? I mean, uh. You know, and I, I think that's a big plus for Rachel as a three-year-old filly beating old horses. You know, it's never happened before, and she did it. And, uh, I mean, God knows what else she can do. You know, uh, I I am so excited that they're going to run it next year and uh, just to show the people what she's really made of. Well, that that is a racing fan. Uh, that leaves me on the end of my seat because I just want to see what the next step is for and and as far as fans all over all over the world, I'd like to thank you for all the excitement you brought because every time she won, you looked like it was your first mount, your first day there, and you were just so excited. There was never anything taken for granted. You were you were blessed and you were grateful to be in that position. That made it so much fun as a fan to watch. 
Calvin, you, you've received some really wonderful words as well. You've won the Cajun Jockey Challenge in 07, an ESPY Award as top jockey in, I believe, in 07 and 09. And you attended yes, a White House t- white tie dinner at the White House. Yes, and, uh, which, which one sticks out in your head as the most exciting? Uh, it, it's scary. It, it's unbelievable. Me and the wife, we sit down and watch it. You know, uh, I never forget that. I walked in the in the White House, you know, and they had the chandeliers in in, in the White House. And uh, I told her, and I said, "Baby, I said, when I lived in my house, they had icicles hanging like that. <laughs> it looked like these chandeliers, you know." And it, it was like from the, you know, the shit house to the White House, you know, it, it was crazy. And I, I, like I said, you know, I just wish mom and dad was there to see me, you know, what I accomplished. But I know they're watching, you know, and I know they, their spirits there with me. And uh, I, uh, I know that's what they wanted me to do. And uh, I, I was going to prove them right. You know, I wanted to be number one. Uh, you know, I, I don't like to run second. I like to win. And no matter if it's a five thousand dollar horse or a million dollar horse, you know I, I like to win, and and I'm going to give a hundred ten percent. Well, speaking of a hundred and ten percent, this is a very special year for you. Are as you are nominated for the George Wolf Award, and tell us a little bit about uh, what what your feelings are being nominated with such a wonderful group of folks for the George Wolf Memorial Award. Well, it's, it's just an honor just to be nominated, you know, I mean, there or not, I, I mean, you know, just to know behind my name, you know, behind my head that I've been nominated, you know, and things I accomplished, you know, you, you, you have to accomplish a lot in life to be nominated for something like that, and uh, I'm very proud just to be nominated. In, in fact, uh, in George Wolf, uh, known as the Iceman, uh, if, if anybody's out there listening or saying George Wolf, the Iceman, if you ever saw the movie Seabiscuit, Gary Stevens played the Iceman, and that kind of gives you a little bit of a tidbit of, of the, uh, the persona of the time during the Seabiscuit uh, War Admiral times when you actually, if you ever saw the movie or read the book by Laura Hillenbrand, that's who George Wolf was. And, you know, the, the George Wolf Award. It's it's a it's an award for a stellar career in how you conduct yourself on and off the track. It's a, it's quite an award, and Calvin, I I'm very very happy that your name is mentioned, and like you said, it is an honor just to be mentioned there. Often the betting public and media refers to you as Bo Rail. Now most riders yes, they stay away from this uh, from this fence a little bit. Uh, has this been your magic mojo to the winner's circle? Well, it helped me a lot, you know. You, you, I mean, it's it, it's uh, you got to have the horse to do it. But uh, believe me, you, it helped me a lot. You know, my brother always told me that was the shortest way around. You know, you're gonna get stopped. You know, you got to take a chance. You're gonna get stopped. But uh, if you got enough patience, you know, I promise you, 75% of the times you're gonna win. And uh, you know, that's been my my ego. You know, I mean, uh, and I ride for you know people like Carl and Astor and stuff like that who might get beat sometime and. You know, it's, there's no two words said, you know, don't worry about it, son, we're hailing next time. You know, he, he throws me up, you know, ride your best race, go out there and ride. You know, when I rode Street Sense, nothing was said, you know, I rode him like I wanted. Uh, and I, I ride for some real, real good people, sir, and it, it, it takes a lot of pressure off of me. Well, I, 
I'll tell you what, it just seems like yesterday was street sense. This year, mind that bird, Rachel Alexandra, trips to the White House, the George Wolf Award. They say the harder you work, the luckier you get. And, and I think that that is probably one of the best lines that sum up Calvin Burrell as, as a writer, not as a man completely, but as a writer. If I may ask you just a couple of questions about uh, uh, special people that have been a great part of your success. I had the pleasure this week of speaking with your agent, Mr. Jerry Hissom, uh, to have you on as our special guest. How important is your relationship with Jerry? We're very important. I mean, you know, I like I say, we've been we've been together for about eighteen years. Like I told you, we didn't have, you know, never had two bad words. Um, you know, we if we have a, you know, something to talk about, it, we'll sit down and talk about it. And uh, you know, if I I say I want to ride one horse, you know, he, he'll he'll go get that horse, you know, for me. And um, he's a you know four o'clock man in the morning, twenty four hours a day, you know, and uh, he, he you know he never. He never puts no pressure on me. You know, we 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 can get beat on a one to nine. We can get win a million dollar race on a fifty to one. There's nothing said, you know, sir. I mean, it takes a lot of pressure off of you. You know, a lot of agents, uh, you know, they want to know what happened, this and that, you know. But it, Jerry's a very kind guy, you know. You know, like I told him, you know, we get taken off a of mouth, you know, and I, I tell him we'll just go get one where well, we can beat him. That's what we that's what we're here for, and we'll do that. And, in fact, I, I don't think you could have got a better guy, and, and I don't think Jerry could have had a – it must be a wonderful relationship because it, it just seems like it, it is just working in spades, as they would say, and, and, I, and I hope it's uh, for years to come. Calvin, the good Lord willing, how long can we expect to see you in the saddle? Well, if I stay safe, you know, and, and sound, I mean, I, I really don't know, sir. I love the game. <laughs> it's, it's, it's worse than a drug, you know. I mean uh, – my my wife she she rides her jumping horses you know and uh, I love the game you know and I love to win uh, I, I really can't say right now and you know it's kind of hard uh, you know I I have so many good two year olds this year it's unbelievable uh, it, it's very hard sir. <laughs> well I'll tell you what it's been a pleasure watching you. Gavin, for the for the many young riders that look to follow the words and actions of successful uh, jockeys uh, that are out there before them, present and past, what words of advice would you give to those guys and gals that are trying to be riders? Well, it, you you gotta have a you gotta have a guide. You know, believe me, you you gotta have somebody that's been there and done it, and uh, you know, guide you the right way. You know, at all times and help you all times. You know, bad or good. You know. And uh, that, you know that's that's one thing I had all the way along. My brother, you know, he, you know, he had been there, done it, you know, been down, been up, you know, but he wasn't gonna let that happen to me, you know. And um, so I, you know, like I said, if you if you want to do it, believe me, you you can, you know. And it's not bad to have a good guidance to follow, you know, and keep you straight and just keep you on your game. And because you you know you can't get away from this game too long. People forget you. And your, your, your timing goes off, you know. You, you got to try to stay in the game at all times, you know. And uh, because people just forget you from track to track, you know. I've been there, I've done it, and uh, you wouldn't imagine. So I, I would give them, you know, a lot of advice. Just find a good guidance, and and, and you know, hard work, sir. You got to put a lot of hard work into it. From Jerry Hissom to your brother Cecil to your mother and father who are watching over your wonderful career and, and rooting you on from above. 
Calvin, on behalf of Winning Ponies, we'd like to thank you for taking time away from your busy schedule and your family to join us this evening. So once again, thank you, and thank you so much for taking the time, and we'll be looking forward to seeing you in the Winter Circle soon. Oh, I appreciate it, sir. God bless you all, and take care, and uh, have a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, Calvin. Thank you very much. That's been Calvin Morrell, gentleman rider, and a man that gets the job done. Well, it is time to head to a break. When we return, we're going to be talking more horses here on Winning Ponies. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. And they're off. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of Horstradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry, let winningponies.com make some money for you. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on. It will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news. Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck. A no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it with 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. And welcome back once again to Winning Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer. Thank you for taking your time to join us each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, depending on what side of the coast you live on. I sure hope you caught segment number two, Calvin Burrell. 
blue-collar man who is flat out getting the job done, two-time winner of the Derby, George Wolf finalist, George the Iceman Wolf. And as I alluded to before, if you ever saw the movie Seabiscuit, Gary Stevens played the role of George Wolf, and you, you can see what kind of competitor and rider he was. And it's for riders who bring esteem to the, the game of racing, and it's how you conduct, your, conduct yourself on and off of the track. And uh, Calvin is definitely fits the bill. And as he said, it's an honor just to, just to be named. And uh, I got my fingers crossed for Calvin because it would just cap off an incredible year. Rachel Alexander winning the Derby, uh, you name it, he's, he's practically done it. He just said he just came back from Japan. I sure hope you were aboard for that segment there. It was, it was just purely incredible. Uh, he is, he's one of the nicest guys going. Speaking of the nicest guy going, he, we got a guy who I love to call the Cincinnati Kid, and he's definitely a nice guy. James, are you there? Hey, Eddie, what's good? Well, just you, my friend. Just you. What do you know? Uh, I don't know a whole lot. I hope to drop some knowledge on you, maybe pick a couple winners this week. <laughs> well, you know what? The funny thing about you is picking winners is that you're no stranger to that. Mm-hmm. What, what, hey, what do you think like Calvin Burrell calling in? Nice guy? Uh, Calvin is one of the greatest guys in the business, a real ambassador. It's always good to get his face out there. It always shows the side of racing that we really want everybody to see. Oh, it, you know what? I don't know if I could have put it better if I'd had a thousand chances and, and you rolled it right out there. Kid, you're, you're absolutely right. Calvin is class personified, and he's a whole lot of fun and, and a true. He's just, he kind of has that old southern gentleman feel to him, doesn't he? Yes, sir, he does. Gentilly from the south. <laughs> yes, he yes, does. Sir. And speaking of gentlemen, that, uh, that personifies you. And, uh, and I want some winners, kid, because Christmas is calling. All righty, sir. Speaking of the south, I'm going to take you to the fairgrounds on Saturday. Down in New Orleans, we're going to start with the fourth race. They have nine stakes races on the card, as you alluded to earlier. And the fourth is the 59th running of the Sugar Bowl stakes. For two-year-olds here, I'm going to take a bit of a long shot. Well, I hope it will be a long shot. The four, north of Alaska, Corey Lannery aboard for Cody Autry. This one broke maiden at first asking over the fairgrounds. It has worked well since breaking the maiden. That maiden race might also be key. The second-place finisher has come back to win. 9-2 Nine to two on the morning line looks pretty square. Let's look for North of Alaska to take home the Sugar Bowl. I like North of Alaska. I like Corey Larry Larry aboard. Cody Autry won a won a nice race up in New York last week. I mean, this guy knows no boundaries. He's a twenty seven percent winner on the year, and he's actually only at fairgrounds. He's only winning thirty eight percent. And and I'll tell you what. I mean, I think you might have a nice two year old cold here, kid. Is there one that's progressing and? Cody actually not really known for his high-class stock, more known for his claimers, but I think he's really got this one cranked up for this effort. Well, that that we hope. Uh, and you know what? Before we go on to pick number two, I believe you have a derby horse for us to start watching. Oh, yes, sir, I do. I have a horse by the name of Bravo Whiskey that Neil Howard trains. Just broke maiden. On Monday the 14th down at the fairgrounds, did it very impressively. He's by Smart Strike, I believe, out of a depth. I forget the mare that it's out of. But this is a nice one that Neil Howard has. 
Uh, Kirk Bork wrote it in the Maiden Breaker. Let's look for probably Robbie Alvarado to be aboard next time. If this horse progresses, you could see him on the first Saturday in May making a lot of noise. Oh, I, I sure hope so. Neil Howard was actually a guest on our show some weeks back, and, and he seemed right. to be about one of the nicest guys going as well. It's a, you you always seem to get the nicest guys that come out and do your show, the real faces of the industry. Well, I'm speaking to one right now because uh, he's already <laughs> given us one winner and something for the first Saturday in May. As if, as if I'm, I'm not asking for enough uh, just for winners, I'm now looking for Kentucky Derby. But that's what I think <laughs> of uh, the Cincinnati Kids selections. Okay, we've right. got pick number one, and we've got a derby horse to watch at Bravo Whiskey, Neil Howard's horse. Where do we yes, go from here? Let's see, race seven, the Esplanade Stakes down at the fairground. This is at five and a half furlongs for fillies and mares. I went with the horse on the rail, the one, She's Our Annie. She's four for five in her career, including a string of four straight. John Court on board for William Jinx Fires has been working pretty well, has a little time off for this effort. Let's look for her to continue her winning ways, this daughter of Adagliadoro. You know, I do like She's Our Annie. Actually, uh, when, when you said that, I, I mean, I was thinking to myself, well, I, I'm going to probably be the only one that likes it. But I should have known better because uh, the kid uh, the kid picks up anything and everything that's out there. John Kenton Court aboard there. Going to go for five in a row for this three-year-old filly by Medallia Oro. Jenks Fires gets him ready. And, uh, you know, I'm just hoping Mother Nature is a little kinder this weekend than uh, actually tortured the boys last weekend. Yeah, I'm hoping it'll be a little drier down there. I know. I think it's raining today, but I'm hoping that the rain moves out and we at least get a fast track for Saturday's car. Oh, I'm sure the track crew will do a tremendous job, as always. And you know what? Let it rain now. Let's get it out of the way. And when Saturday, Saturday, we'll have a nice sunny day and maybe a, a turf course with a little bit of give to it. That'll be fine with me and because I'd like right. to see the races the race is run, and, and actually Calvin Burrell has uh, got some mounts on this day, so that I'd like to see as well as he applies his trade back down at Fairgrounds. Do we have any others, kid, or are we just going to stop at two? I, actually, I have one more. That's weird, though. I don't have a I single Calvin horse in my selections. I wish I could have dug up one that he was on that I like. But I'm going to shift to the ninth race, the daily racing form distaff here. This one's for Phillies and Mares. Going around the ground, I ended up going with the four horse in this, the favorite, War Echo. Bridget Mahan aboard for Steve Asmussen. She's one for one over the oval, and that being in the Silver Bullet Day at grade three back in the uh, spring there, she had took some time off since that, didn't run too well at Belmont, but bounced back with a nice allowance win at Churchill. Let's look for her to step up well in the stakes company. Nine to five, a little bit cheap, but... Hopefully you can string her together with some other stuff and make a nice killing off of this one. Well, kid, you definitely uh, you definitely give us something to build on and be happy with and something to start focusing on. And those people that can go to Vegas and get one down, there's always the future book that awaits. And plus we have our future yes, book sir. back here as well. Yes, sir. So, future books are James, not that far away. No, it'll be here before we know it. Once we get past Christmas and New Year's, it just flies and it's a matter of time. James, I'd like to thank you for taking time, as always, to call in. Have a happy holiday. Merry Christmas to you and yours, and thanks right, so thank much you. for everything that you do. Thanks a lot, Eddie. Same to you. You have a good one. Thank you, James. That is the Cincinnati Kid, real name James Williams. He's class personified. Trust you me.
This guy knows his horse flesh. Let's talk a little bit of news, and then we're going to talk a little bit of handicapping all the way out. You've already got the kids' picks. Now, you know, I'm a tough act to follow. Calvin Burrell, Cincinnati kid dishing him out. He's even dishing out Kentucky Derby looks. And now i got to finish this up. What the heck am I thinking about? Oh, man, I'm telling you, I just set the bar too high. But I love to hear from the kid. This guy can flat-out handicap. All right, let's talk a little bit of news here because we're going to go all the way out to 57. And that means 57 before the hour, and that's when we call it quits here. We're going to talk a little bit of news in the Racing Post. Russell Bays chalks up 400 wins for the 13th time. Russell Bays, the 400-winner milestone for a single season for the 13th time when he rode winners of the second and third races at Golden Gate Fields on Sunday. The Hall of Fame riders reached that number 11 times in 12 years from 92 to 2003, falling short in 99 only due to injury, and he had 403 winners to his credit last season. Russell the Muscle. Now that is news because this guy, he does it all in his own backyard. Going on holiday hiatus. That's right, the Troy record and it is posted race and aqueduct is now on holiday hiatus. So if you're looking for the big A, this is why. The next program is scheduled for Saturday, December 26th. The competition on the winterized inner track is over its first nine cards, and they've been excellent. With the exception of December 9, when the pelting rain and gale force winds resulted in a cancellation, the weather has been tolerable. It helped maintain great field size, which in turn produces profitable wagering opportunities. But you're going to have to wait until Saturday, December 26th for the Big A. They're taking a little bit of holiday time off, and you know what? That's okay, because that is what it's all about. Courier-Journal, Louisville, Kentucky. Pro Slots Group says it will continue Kentucky efforts. The Board of Kentucky Equine Education Project, or KEEP, supports slot machines and racetracks, will continue its efforts to put states horse industry on even footing with other states with expanded gambling. They had a major loss there of a pro-slots Democrat, Jody Hayden, to a Republican, Jimmy Higdon, who voted against a slots bill. So they were trying to get a Democrat in office that would actually favor slots in Kentucky, but Republican Jimmy Higdon said, nah, baba, nah, didn't happen. But Kentucky's not out of the game. They'll be back, trust you me. Read something here kind of caught my eye. Bill Christine's horse racing column decked the halls with a passing decade. And he talks actually about uh, ten things on his mind and uh, things that need to be mentioned. I'm going to try to encapsulate a few here. Number ten, Seabiscuit in print and on the screen, Laura Hillenbrand, who overcame chronic fatigue syndrome to write a 2001 bestseller. Number nine was Frank, number nine was Frank Stronic's Folly when he bought Santa Anita in December of 98, and uh, we thought it was going to be a cornerstone of a racing empire, but they've had some uh, some liabilities and some slippage there, but Frank Stronic, his folly began in 1998. Number eight, Mandela's four-bagger. Dick Mandela voted in the Racing Hall of Fame 2001. The California-based trainer set a Breeders' Cup record in 2003 at Santa Anita by winning four races on that day. Number seven, thanks for the memories, Chris McCarron, who'd rode in Ridden, tis now, back-to-back winners and breeders kept retired in 2002. Number six, Julie Crone steps up, one of the 
Photos of the decade is from the rear shot of the four foot ten crone standing on a wooden crate so she could see over the podium as she made her induction speech at the Racing Hall of Fame in 2000. Number five, the pick six fix, Ball Pony's $89 win in the Breeders' Cup Classic. The Drexel University lads, the Frat Brothers, they got in there and they kind of botched up the toad system there, and the pick six fix was in on Breeders' Cup Day. Number four, the Belmont Blahs, the decade failure to cure the hunger for the first Triple Crown champion since affirmed in 78, and the bell still keeps ringing. Number three, those Louisville long shots, even though only four winning favorites in Kentucky Derby since 1980 all came in, the race was jolted by an inscrutable long shots war emblem, funny side, Giacomo, and mind that bird pain, 103.20. Number two is a synthetic track explosion. Really liked it right there. And number one, Rachel Alexandra versus Zenyatta. Now that, my friends, is racing. I'm going to team it up here, and I'm going to come out with on Saturday, and we're going to give out a pick four. This is an all-stakes pick four, and we're going to start in the sixth race at Fairgrounds because we've got two minutes. I'm going to go, as you write it down, one, five, six, and seven. I like Cherry Forever with Corey Lannery, the five Cajun Conference, the six, seven, 73 in the 7, Morning Memory. In the 6th of Fairgrounds, 1, 5, 6, and 7. In the 7th race, I like the 1, She's Our Annie, as the kids said, but I'm also going to throw in the 9, Simplify, the 7th of Fairgrounds, the 1 and the 9. The 8th race of Fairgrounds, the Louisiana Classic, my, my single last week and my single this week, the 6th, Star Guitar. In race number nine, we've got the Daily Racing Form Distaff. I'm going to go the three Pleasantly Blessed, the four War Echo, and the six Unforgotten, the three, four, six in the ninth at Fairgrounds. So I go one, five, six, seven with the one, nine, with the six, with the three, four, six for a total of a $24 wager. And we hope, in fact, that it is going to be a much better day down in the Big Easy. Well, time flies when you're talking about thoroughbred racing. Winning Ponies would like to thank tonight's special guest, Mr. Calvin Burrell, and for you for tuning in and making it that much special. It is the holiday season. We'll be off for the next two weeks replaying some insightful special guests. So we will be seeing you next year in January 2010 as we will return live on Thursday, January 7th, talking about what we love, and that is thoroughbred racing. So until then, I leave you with an old Irish blessing from a courtesy of a friend of mine, Mr. John Englehart. May you have walls for the wind, a roof for the rain, and a warm cup of tea by the fire. Laughter to cheer you, those you love near you, and all that your heart may desire. Happy holidays and happy new year from Winning Ponies.
internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports.